was hoping he was going to do that. We do have some talking today. Welcome to Chicken Space. It's morning. All the chickies out here, you can hear them. I got to feed them. And what I want to share today, this week, is talking about um, healing. And I kind of had this wonderful week of doing healing sessions with people. And I wanted to reflect on that with you and share that. And um, that's going to be Chicken Space this week, as I'm looking out here at 800 hungry chickens. You're looking at me mighty funny, you chickens. Oh, my goodness. All right, welcome to Chicken Space. I wonder, will, will you hold me like the days will never end? All right, well, last week I was picking those raspberries over there and they're still coming on strong and the blueberries. And today I even picked a few currants for the first time. That was super exciting because I planted those maybe three or four years ago. And this is the first year we're getting any harvest. It wasn't much, just a couple of cups off of a couple of plants, but it felt really nice. And this morning, it's the late summer garden that I'm working on. Maybe about five weeks ago or so, we planted our corn and our squash and all that stuff is growing nicely now. Uh, actually, we put a fence around it so the dogs don't go into it. And it's just one of the chicken fences. Uh, they're a net and they can be electrified. They're not now. Uh, but I'm gonna pull that out because all the plants are big enough. And then I'm gonna take that up to the new land where we're moving the chickens. Uh, that's gonna be maybe in the next week or so. And that's super exciting. That's the land uh, that we purchased this past winter. Some people who are really supportive of what we're doing, they're retiring, cherry orchardists, cherries and apples. Um, and they are making it possible for us to uh, buy this land over time uh, in a in a really generous way and we really appreciate that so I've been working on clearing out thousands a couple thousand cherry trees uh, this last winter and spring now we're building new chicken housing up there yesterday we got our first shipping container delivered going to get one more of those 40-foot containers building the chicken houses and uh, hopefully next week we'll be ready to make the move. That'll be a big, big day for these happy hens. Um, so like I said there in the, in the intro, uh, it's, been, it's been like a, a really like old fashioned week for me with uh, healing work. That used to be what I did uh, pretty much full time. And uh, like I wanna tell you that story cause it's so strange of, of how that work has been so effective for hundreds of people. but like how it never turned into a business and how I don't really understand that. But that's the topic for, for another time. And, uh, or who knows, maybe this time. But anyway, um, some wonderful experience this week I wanted to share with you. Because um, hopefully it can be beneficial either for yourself or for some people you know um, that it might make a difference for. And I think part of what motivated me today was just uh, in the parking lot of the restaurant where I pick up food, one of the places I uh, met someone I knew and someone who I'd actually done some work with before. Um, they had been dealing with anxiety. It seems like that comes up a lot. And uh, um, high blood pressure and not sleeping and things like that. And uh, this is a person I just uh, 
at that time he didn't didn't really know about my work with the ice method that person from the restaurant and and hey you want me to introduce you to this i mean it might make a difference might make you feel a little more calm and so we did this thing of just noticing the empty space and uh, over time every once in a while i'll see this person he'll let me know that he's still doing it and then uh today i was saying well how was your week last week and he said to me you know i've got this backache it's been bugging me all week long and he says actually i think it's because I've got um, I've got a toe that's bugging me and uh, injured a little bit, and I think it's making me walk uh, like off off balance. And because of that, my back's out of balance, and because of that, I'm having back pain. And I said, "Yeah, that could be. That might be the case." I said, "But you know that work we did on your anxiety and your your stress and stuff, and how that made a difference for your blood pressure." I said, might be, might be just something like that too. And so, uh, based because he'd had a good experience, you know, before playing with this method a little bit when he had that anxiety, he says, "Well, what do you got for me today?" And, and I said, I said, just say this, say, I see my back pain, and I see the space between myself and my back pain. And so he said it, and then he said, you know, I'm not seeing the space. I said, yeah, that makes sense. It's pretty stressful to have this much pain in your back. He said, yep. I said, so that's why we do these three things first. I said, see that top of that light pole over there? He said, yep. I said, just say this. I see the top of the light pole, and I see the space between myself and the light pole. And so he said it, and I asked him, do you see that space? He said, oh, yeah. That's easy, because there's a space there. I said, yeah. And as soon as you did that, your body started calming down. And so I said, we do this three times. We found two different other points. Said out loud, I see that point, and I see the space between myself and that point. I said, how do you feel? He said, I feel more relaxed. It's that simple to begin the process of turning off our fight, flight, freeze, stress response. So I said to him, let's try it again. Say, I see my back pain. He says, I see my back pain. And I see the space between myself and my back pain. <clears throat> and I see the space between myself and my back pain. I said, do you, do you see that space now? He said, well, a little bit. And then I said to him, um, okay. So now you see that space a little bit, and this is this is what I told him. Then I said, if you do this, I'm pretty sure your life will transform if you start to live this way. And it's the way I've shared with you in other times. It's always the same thing. I said, okay, great. You got yourself out to the space. Imagine that life is a pendulum swinging between this state of no stress of the awareness of the space with nothing in it, and then swinging back in to the upset. I said, so say again, I see my back pain. And the reason he said that was so he could take his attention back into the back pain. When we did that, I said, so, uh, so how's that feel? He said, well, I feel the pain. 
I said, What's, what emotion do you feel about that pain? He says, it's just painful. I said, yeah. And what emotion do you have about having that pain? Just painful, he said. Yes, I said, just let yourself pay attention, actually, to what emotion you feel when you feel this pain. He said, it could be anger, it could be fear, it could be sadness, it could be something else. Just let yourself notice it. He said, I'm pissed. I'm pissed that I have this pain. I said, yeah, that makes sense. It makes sense that you would feel angry. Or it would even make sense if you felt fearful, like getting older and how much more pain is gonna start coming into my life, or that you feel sad, the things it's preventing you from doing right now. There's no better or worse emotion. It's just, we usually have an emotion around an issue. He said, yeah, I feel angry. And I said, then notice how your body feels when you notice the anger. He said, shoot, it just tightened up. Now this guy had been doing this before, I told you, before when he had the anxiety and the high blood pressure. So he was pretty open to listening to me and, and doing this for himself. I said, okay, great. Like a pendulum, you just swung into this, you activated this. Now say, I see my back pain, my anger, my tight body, and I see the space between myself and this pain. And so he did that. And when he did that, he said, wow, I feel a little bit better. All right, well, I'll be back in a minute. Got a visitor. All right, I'm back. Got to sell some eggs, get to talk about healing and the ice method and memory reconsolidation, get to work on my garden. Today we're gonna get that next shipping container in a little while, going up to the new land. What a great day. What a great time to be spending with you. So anyway, this guy in the parking lot, he leaves feeling a little bit better. And he says, you know, I'll, I'll keep working with this. And he has enough experience with it that um, I expect he will. And if he does, I expect his life will be different. And uh, what I said to him, an important piece of explaining why he was feeling better, what I, what I shared with him before he left was, I said, you know, when, when you've got that back pain, your body is in a state of stress. And in that state of stress, your body actually, uh, it doesn't care how long you live. It's just trying to take care of whatever the issue, whatever the stress is in that immediate moment. In the immediate moment your body is trying to handle now is the stress of this pain in your foot, in your toe, and in your back. And what you did by seeing the space between yourself and this stress was you put your attention in a place that had nothing in it. And so you were literally responding to nothing the space with nothing. And when you responded to the space with nothing, since there was nothing to respond to, your stress response turned off. Because your stress response can only be on in response to something. Like, we don't talk about this very much, but if we could like just get this into our heads as a way of being, 
It's extraordinarily simple and extraordinarily powerful. When this guy in the parking lot turned his attention to the space with nothing in it, with the, with the biologist or body biologist, neurobiologist, they know is that over a thousand different chemical reactions happen in the body in the transition from a stress state to a comp state. And what we talk about is like uh, acetylcholine and different you know, chemicals like that. Um, <clears throat> but over a thousand different chemical reactions happen almost instantaneously in that transition from stress to calm. <clears throat> so uh, this guy's gonna play with it. I hope I see him again soon. Hope I can give you another report. Uh, and maybe it's possible that the reason for his pain is like he was suspecting, which we mostly do initially. We're looking for some mechanical answer to why we hurt. And so for him, well, the pain in his toe was putting his walk out of its normal um, alignment. And therefore, when he was walking, it was putting a different pressure on his back and he was ending up with pain in his back. And so we'll see, you know, does this make any difference for him or not? Is it all physical? Or is the body in its stress state reacting to um, this situation and the result is more pain because the body is tight in a stress state? We'll see. All right, well, I'm finishing up uh, holding up the second fence here, and I hope it's not making too much noise into the microphone as I do this, and then it's gonna make it really easy uh, to weed all the weeds that are in there and our potatoes and stuff like that. Um, but pretty soon, I'm gonna head up to the new land and await the truck that's gonna bring our 40-foot shipping container. So we're gonna have, we're gonna have a, not really a building, but at least a shed, a structure up on the property, along with two new chicken houses that should each hold 500 chickens. And we'll have the beginning of a new home for the happy hens. So I will check back in uh, when I get up there and there's a couple different experiences I wanted to share with you. And again, like I said, I hope hearing them, that you'll find some, some connection to your own life, something useful, uh, or for somebody you know. So I turn this off and I will be back in a little bit. All right, so I said I'd be right back and turns out I wasn't able to get right back because the day got full and busy. And then yesterday I was trying do this recording. I wanted to tell you about the rest of this healing week, this healing work week that I've had because it was so enjoyable, but I was so tired yesterday. And um, sometimes tiredness is just from taking care of chickens and all that stuff, but there's also this tiredness that feels different to me. And I don't know what your sense of things is, but sometimes it's like that tiredness shows up just to stop me. And I didn't used to like have that sense. I used to just push harder and sleep harder, but it seems, at least in my life, that sleepiness, tiredness, this, for me, is an indication to stop. 
to pay attention. It's like a stop sign that says, huh, don't just push through this stop here. There's something here for you. <clears throat> something to be watching out for or something to pay attention for or something that's calling me in a different direction. Is that true? I don't know. But the sense has been growing. And so when I was so tired yesterday, a part of it was like, man, I'm busy. But a piece of it in the background was like, you know what? You need to be listening. So last night I went to bed, slept really hard for a while. And then when I woke up, I was like, I was seeing the space. I was seeing the space between myself and myself. And I was realizing that, you know, in this healing work that I'm so excited about, so the pieces that happened, I can briefly tell you, this woman called me, she'd been recommended to me. That was all like my dream that people would just like have such a good experience to tell other people and they'd call me. Well, Suzanne did call me. She'd been living for four years with this chronic level nine pain. She said, it's okay that I share her story. Um, ever since she actually went over to a neighbor's field, there was this goose that was stuck on something and she went over to help it. When she leaned down to help it, this male goat, this ram, just rammed her, knocked her over and knocked her over repeatedly, um, attacking her as she tried to escape through the fence and out, out uh, to the other side uh, of that fence, of that field. She ended up in the hospital for days and uh, when she got home, people had to take care of her for a week before she could again take care of herself. And ever since that, she's had this level nine pain in her legs. And we did the same thing as I did with that guy in the parking lot, saying out loud, I see the space and working with paying attention to whatever showed up as she paid attention to her leg. And then back to the space with nothing in it, back and forth like a pendulum. And by the end of our call, I was weeding the raspberries that day. By the end of that call, uh, she had level zero pain and I had bucket of raspberries. The next day it was level five, back to level five. We paid attention again, down to zero. Next day I checked in. She had a, a shoulder that was uh, frozen. She said, no, that's not from the goat. That's from my work. She got back full range of motion. Um, that kind of work is super exciting for me. And then the other person that I talked to, his injury was much more recent. He too said, it's okay if I I share his story, but just a couple of weeks ago, probably three weeks ago now, um, he's a carpenter, he was in an accident, and he lost a finger um, in, with a saw and was badly injured. And he still has this, he also said level nine, level nine pain. And although we didn't take the pain down from level nine because he's currently got all these cut nerves, he he was able to bring to calm um, his his anxiety, like his fear, his trauma. Whenever he's in the presence of a knife or someone's cutting something, he gets super anxious in, in the memory of his own accident. So, um, wow, there's a lot of background noise here. I'm pretty sure this isn't going to work. But it's nice to be talking. It's nice to be checking it out. We'll see. <sighs> so, anyway, he got rid of um, sort of this PTSD reactivity and we've been in touch since and he got this space from the accident so he he was able to become the observer 
of the accident, the observer even of his pain instead of inside of the reaction to it. And he said to me this interesting thing. He said, you know, it's still level nine pain, but I'm having a different experience of this level nine pain than I had before. And I think that's what I need to talk about if I want to stay awake and not get super tired and exhausted trying to push in a direction that's probably not where I'm supposed to be pushing. Because it'd be really tempting to just push in the direction of this healing work. I love to see people who've had pain for four years not have pain anymore. Or people who've had severe accidents to be able to have a different perspective on it that's not out of PTSD, but instead out of this awareness of the more complete, the infinite view of life from the space that has nothing in it. That is a thing for me to talk about. In my mind, um, there's this book I read once that was very helpful for me called The Course in Miracles, very popular book. And in it, I remember a line saying, the purpose of a miracle, and these people had miracles, right? Going from level nine to zero pain or going from being stuck in reactivity to being able to experience the pain non-reactively, right? Those are the kinds of things with healings. These are the things that we call miracles. The purpose of a miracle, I remember it saying in this book, A Course in Miracles, is for us to know God. And then I looked that up thinking, oh, I could just find the quote and I didn't find it. And and what I found online about, about the purpose of a miracle in that book is love. Which uh, isn't quite the same. It's not totally different either from what I'm remembering. The purpose of a miracle is for us to know God. And the knowing God, I mean, I should have qualified this first exact time I used it, right? Because there's so much reactivity about that word. I don't mean God in the sense of the way I went to seminary in this sense. I don't not mean that. But the way, the sense I'm thinking of it is the infinite. That thing that's everything. We get little particular views of it. We get the Suzanne view, or we get the Casey view, or we get the Lars view, or you. You get your view, right? That is really, I think, the miracle. That we get this particular view that I can call my view that nobody else exactly has. And that's a wonderful, amazing miracle in itself. But often, we just forget that this view is connected to the whole thing. We start to have our particular view and we start to get wrapped up in it as, as if this is it. When in fact, this is it but this is connected, this is a part of infinity, and we actually never stop being infinity. We're just infinity with a particular viewpoint. So, for Suzanne, whose pain was at level nine, that particular viewpoint had consumed her in the emotions of anger, in the, in the physical, limitations of that pain not being able to do the things she wanted to do like being out in her garden but 
always reacting to that pain and trying and not succeeding in thing after thing after thing to take care of her pain. And whether we have pain or not, or a cut finger like Casey does, or whatever, we tend to, you know, even if things are going in exactly the way we think we want them, we tend to have our attention drop completely into that experience. And we forget that we are always, forever, have been and will be in infinite. I mean, if we weren't, if we could somehow be outside of this infinity, this God, God space, if we could somehow be outside of this, well, then there'd be more than infinity, right? There'd be infinity plus me who's not a part of it. And if you actually let yourself think about that for a second, that's ridiculous. That somehow we would be created as outside of infinity. I don't think that makes any sense. I mean, I've thought about this stuff for lots, lots and lots of years. I went to seminary, became a pastor. Even as a kid, all this stuff was interesting to me. But in the last six, seven years, it's really opened up. Like that struggle of thinking I'm outside of infinity, which tends to happen for almost all of us as we're thrust into this world and we start becoming you know, capable of reacting to it with our senses, with our body, with our mind. We start to think like, yeah, this is it. I have to you know, do my thing to make life this way. I have to find my food. I have to find my clothing. I have to find my shelter. I have to find everything as if, as if, we are separate from, we are not actually the infinite. And that has switched around these last five, six, seven years for me. That we are infinity, having a particular experience. Someone quoted, we're spiritual beings having a material experience. And traditional people, native people, knew this, right? There, oh, I shouldn't say right. I mean, you may not have heard this, but in traditional cultures, there's a very common sense of, of there being two worlds. <clears throat> there's an invisible world, there's a world that is visible, and there's a world that is invisible. Spirit world, and then this world that we move and walk around in. And the insistence of the traditional cultures is that the real world is the invisible world. Right? The infinite world, the God space world, the real world, that is this invisible world. Walking around in this uh, visible world doing things, nothing wrong with it, but uh, it's, it's a subset of it. It's connected to, it's a piece of, it's, it's, it's the little piece of all the big piece. So that felt good saying all that stuff about infinity, infinitude, and healing, and well-being, and knowing we're always part of everything. And then I was thinking, like, before I send this out, so how does that actually relate um, to the process of healing? And um, in the example of Susan, who'd been hit by that ram and who still had that level 9 pain after four years, 
Um, after we did the thing with the space that you're familiar with now, right? I see the corner of that refrigerator over there. It's our outdoor refrigerator for keeping eggs cool and things like that. I see the corner of that refrigerator and I see the space between myself and the corner of that refrigerator. And in that moment, we move into a calm state or we begin to, we do it a few times. And um, Suzanne definitely felt calmer and then I, I just asked her to, to have a conversation with her leg, right? So you take yourself from, from the infinite awareness of calm, of nothing, of everything, and you inquire into this particular experience of your life. And so it was like, hey, leg, you know, what, what emotion, I asked her, what emotion are you, are you living with as a person who has this high level of pain in your legs all the time? And as she considered that, she said, wow, I just, I feel really angry. I feel really angry it happened. And I feel really angry that nothing I'm doing is making it feel any better. <clears throat> you take that particular um, piece of awareness from the experience of your life. <clears throat> and in terms of what's happening in the brain, the neurobiology, the synapses, the neurotransmitters, uh, it's called memory reconsolidation. You've activated a memory. That means that the chemistry in there and the synapses, they, they are now... Um, active they're responding and if you're feeling angry you feel that in your body that's what happens all the time when we go back and we have a reaction to a memory but the amazing and wonderful thing is that it's activated now and the piece that's very little known is that we can change what it's stored with the emotional content can change so instead of anger it can be replaced with a peacefulness so that when she goes back to the memory, um, there will be a sense of peacefulness instead of a sense of anger. So she activated by uh, becoming aware of the anger, body tightening up for her. I said, okay, so look at that uh, lamp. She has a lamp that she was using earlier for <clears throat> uh, the space. Say, I say out loud, I see the lamp and I see the space between myself and the lamp. Well, now you took your awareness out of the particular and you put it into the infinite again. Back in that space of nothing and everything. And all you have to do is be there for a moment and the chemistry in your body that's associated with an awareness of infinity returns. Literally a thousand different, chem more than a thousand different chemical reactions happen in this transition between the stress state of anger awareness and the calm state of infinite awareness, the space with nothing in it. Just have to be there a second. And then like a pendulum, if you could get this idea of a pendulum, boy, it's transformative. So like a pendulum now, you swing back into the pain for this uh, person, Suzanne, the pain in her legs, the emotion of anger, the tightness in the body, the anger that nothing's working. And then you notice what you notice. And Suzanne said, well, the pain is going down. And we did this a couple times, and the pain went to a four and a three and a two, and then it kind of sat there to two. And then I said, you know, why don't we just talk to your, to your leg, your legs, the pain in your legs. And she said, okay. And so it's, hey, legs, you know, thank you so much for protecting me. 
And if that's what you've been doing, is like staying on guard and protecting me these last four years, I really want to thank you for that. And then I also want to tell you something. There's no danger anymore. That ram that hit us, it's gone. You can look out my kitchen window, it hasn't been there for four years. You know, just looking out the kitchen window would make me uh, tense up. And so maybe, Legs, you've been, you know, carrying this tension, always being ready to protect me. And I thank you for that. But there's no more danger. So if it would be okay with you, it would be okay with me if your pain and your being on guard and being in a stress state would all turn off. Like, if a danger arises, I trust that you'll turn on and help me to get out of it, just like you did with that ram. We did get through the fence and away from the danger. But for now, there's no danger, and so it's actually not doing any good to be in pain. That's not good for us. And so if it's possible, and you're willing, Legs, I invite you to have the pain turn off. This is the conversation Suzanne had with her leg. I'd say a line, she'd repeat it. <clears throat> but this was kind of the gist of it. And I said, oh, so look at the top of your lamp. And say out loud, I see the top of the lamp. And I see the space between myself and the top of the lamp. Okay, so she was activating memories and she was activating her encounter with her legs in this pain. She was in that, in the finitude of that. As she brought herself, her awareness out like a pendulum, out into the infinite space of nothing and everything. And then she took this in the way of memory reconsolidation back into the memory, the pendulum swinging back in. And she checked her legs and there was no pain. So that's a practical way of applying this awareness of infinity. And there's a wonderful point of it, right? Pain-free that she can go out, she can be in her garden. And then there's also this level of awareness. It's like, wow, the purpose of this wellness, the purpose of this healing it's infinity coming into my life, and the desire, the possibility, is the awareness of this infinity, that I am this infinity. This infinity is me. Nothing can ever separate us. Even when I had that pain, I was this infinity. I wasn't aware of it. Now I'm more aware of it. So, yes. The God space, the infinite space, source, all that good stuff. And a practical way of applying it and bringing it into our lives so that our awareness and our appreciation of this miracle of life can maybe increase just a little bit. Alright, it's been wonderful to spend this time together. Um, it's been a wonderful week for me to have these experiences uh, with healing and be doing it right here on the farm while I'm picking raspberries, taking care of chickens. And it uh, just feels, for me personally, really nice for these things to come together. Um, so, nice to share this with you. Hope it's of some benefit to you. If you want more information, uh, as I've said before, just go over to icemethod.com or manyspokes.com. All right, all the best wishes. See you soon. All right, well, that's been another uh, version of Chicken Space, Episode 8. Thanks so much for joining me, being a part of it. 
sharing this experience of healing sessions that I had this week and then reflecting on them, getting tired and getting reminded that we're all a part of everything. We're all a part of Source. We're all a part of this infinity. You too, Mr. Rooster, I know you know that. And you 800 hens out there, yes indeed. So uh, thanks so much for sharing the time. If you want more information about uh, memory reconsolidation, about healing, you can go to icemethod.com. If you want to sign up for a session with me, you can find a place there to send me a note. And um, if you want to, uh, to learn more about these chickens, about what we're doing with the Happy Hens Farm, and and um, trying to be a place that that is good for the planet, good for the earth, head on over to manyspokes.com and you'll hear what we're up to. Might hear a rooster there too. I'll have a good week. Thanks so much for being a part of today. Bye-bye. To your home Across the ocean It's been so long